0: Hi, before we dive into today's episode, I want to personally invite you to my free live masterclass, the free mindset shifts you can make to work on your dream life in 2020 and beyond. It's the first time that I'm putting on a masterclass like this. So listen, as you know, I've been coaching people and working with organizations for nearly 30 years and for 20 of those years, I've been running my own business so having worked now with thousands of people, as you can imagine, I have a lot of things to share about what gets in the way of people really having the life that they want. And I know that you want to figure out how to remove the barriers that come up for you as you go for your goals. So I wanna really support you in being successful and meeting your 23 goals In and more importantly, in having the life that you want and that you dream of. As you know, I talk about living life by design and not default. So I wanted to put something on that's going to support you with how do you do that? How do you live your life by design and not default? So I'm going to give you some of my best kind of material around mindset shifts. So let me tell you some of the things we're going to cover. I'm going to cover the thought habits that you have that literally has the power to stop you from chasing the dreams that you want. I'm going to talk about how you can create the mindset shift that you need so that you can grow in confidence and be inspired in pursuing your goals. And for the, and what are the things that can free us from when we feel stuck or when we feel frustrated or when we feel dissatisfied. and really so that you can come away with having a much clearer strategy on your 2020 goals. I'm also going to share with you some of the the key approach or formula that I use with my clients that that is them and on my own life that I've used time and time and time again. So you do not want to miss this masterclass. I'm going to probably I'm going to deliver a couple of this year in the beginning and then maybe at the end of the year. So you don't want to miss it. So go to Shirleymcalpine.com forward slash masterclass. That's shirleymacalpine.com forward slash masterclass to grab your free spot. And um, you do, as I said, you, you're going to love this training. It's going to give you value. You're going to get some powerful insights and it's going to really kickstart your 2020. It's going to be worth every bit of your time. So com forward slash masterclass. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant and executive coach and a leadership facilitator working with people and organizations to live their life by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive and happy new year to you. The first episode of 2020. And long may it continue. I'm excited about this year. I have big goals this year for myself. I have big goals for She's Got Drive and I'm excited to be kicking it off with this particular guest um, that we have as well. So it's going to be a great episode. Now, I know that we've kicked off 2020 and you know that I keep harping on about 2019, reviewing 2019 before you do your 2020 goals. And it's not too late to review your 2019 before you work on your goals. So I am still reminding you that you can download the free PDF that will help you to review your 2019 goals. As you might have listened to last week's episode where I shared some of my highlights, my lessons learned, and they were just my highlights. I mean, I've got quite a lot (laughs) <laughs> of material there has been an outcome from my review of 2019 and it is it has created so much clarity for what I need to do where I need to put my focus inside of the game that I'm playing for 2020 and beyond so head over to shirleymccalpine.com forward slash review 2019 Shirleymcalpine.com forward slash review 2019 the, the link is in the show notes to download your PDF. a number of you have, have already down quite a few of you have obviously have already downloaded that um, PDF and are at work on review in 2019. So if you have, let me know how you're getting on. You know send me some messages as well. I' love to hear what's coming out of your review of how you're using those questions. How did you do it? How many questions did you do? like what was the most powerful questions for you? Whatever it is um, that you want to share with me out of that process that you've been taking on, so I I'm, implore you to do that, and uh, and then keep. Then you obviously we're now into 2020, and we want to like think, figure out what's 2020 mean for us. What are we accomplishing? What do we want? Where do we want to be? What what do we want to be saying in our December, in our review 2020? That's another way of looking at it. Really, like. When I'm reviewing 2020, what do I want to be able to say in that review is another way of looking at creating your goals. So that's, uh, I'm I'm start kicking off there because we're in the new year and it's just so exciting. I love this time of year, the possibility that feels present. Now, I know that's the, present for most people it may not be present for everyone like some people start the year and it's not started it started well or some people think about the times when they set goals and they don't accomplish those goals and so I am all about how do we be successful in the things that we want and we care about and uh and all about supporting you my listeners and, and supporting broader communities about how do you do that how do you do that okay now I also want to remind you that I'm doing Facebook lives so look out for Facebook lives they are usually at one o'clock central time and uh, mostly on a Monday but I have to say sometimes because of my schedule I have to shift the day but I will be promoting when the Facebook live is going to happen The day before I will be doing that promotion the day before on Instagram and on Facebook and to let you know. But look out for my Facebook lives and then you can always watch them on a replay if you can't join me live. Um, So I'll be doing those regularly as well. And and I'll be and because you are interested in obviously 2020, there's the updated um, goals 2020. PDF that you can download to start to think about the areas of your life that you want to work on in 2020. So you can go to Shirley goals forward slash goals 2020. And you can download load a PDF there to help you think about where the areas of life that you want to focus on. Once you finish your review, of course, <laughs> you can stop thinking about that. Okay, so let's move on to my guest this week. Now, my guest this week is. I'm so excited. It's such a fantastic interview. So much so that it goes to two weeks. It's one of those. Um, I'm so excited about this, Patrice Washington. We had a. F- is my guest. We had a fantastic conversation when we connected. When we first connected, I have to say, and we had you know had a pre call you know, we could have kept going and kept rolling and kept speaking. We really, it was just a lovely, lovely, lovely conversation. So I really appreciate her. I appreciate you, Patrice, as you listen. And, um, and then I really appreciate the conversation that we had when we actually did the interview. So now, if you don't know who Patrice Washington is, she's, she is the wisdom and wealth money maven. And, she is the founder and CEO of Seek Wisdom Find Wealth, which is a personal finance training and development firm that is focused on moving you from debt management to money mastery. Now she's all about chase purpose, not money. And she's committed to redefining wealth for our generation. She is a number one best-selling author. She has real money answers and she's a captivating speaker. She's, a pers- she's been the personal finance expert of both Steve Harvey's radio show and television show since 2014, as well as she's appeared in dozens of different publications. She's been on different um, TV programs like Dr. Oz. Um, the publications she's been in is like New York Post, Cosmopolitan, Essence Magazine, and so many more. And it means that she, her work literally has touched millions of people. You know, so she's inspiring, and uh, she had she talks about the four pillars. You know, there's so much that she is offering communities, our communities, and really empowering, particularly empowering women, empowering women of color around their finances, around impact, and and around being in action. You, I mean, I'm not even going to preempt the conversation because you're gonna get so much from what we talk about. And we also, you know, I also got curious about her and how she's doing this as a mother as well. You know, so we have a conversation around that. It's just a fantastic interview. I won't say any more, I'm just gonna go to the interview. So I give you Patrice Washington. Happy birthday, happy belated birthday. Thank every, you. Every, every birthday is a blessing.
1: You know what? I, I believe that now. And that's one of those things that I've learned is that in my 20s, I was just like, whatever, 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 you know. And then now that I've experienced people dying young, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I do want to celebrate and take time to enjoy every piece of this, every journey. Yeah. Every year.
0: Yeah. yeah. I had, unfortunately, um, when I was younger, I was in, I was 20 seven and my friend was 29 and she passed away from breast cancer we were cl- you know good good friends we'd known each other since we were 18 and uh-huh. that was like a real wake up because prior to that it was older people in our family's lives that had passed you know and um it's still a loss but it didn't feel like that kind of experience where you just think well every day is, is a given so share with us who you are today versus the you that we might have inherited from this, as we've grown with you in the way? Because you've been a quite, for a long time, have been in the public eye. Man, at
1: 38, if I could go back and just look in the eyes of my 28, 18, you know, eight-year-old self, the things I would say, and I shared some of this on Instagram. And if I went back just to the youngest part of me, honestly, Shirley, it would just be to know that I was beautifully... Created in the image of God Mm. and that there was absolutely nothing wrong with me because I spent so much time as a little girl just being so upset with God about why he made me the way that I was, you know, I did I look like this? Why was I darker than, you know, my cousins or my brother? Why was my hair a different texture? Why were my lips fuller? Why was my nose flatter? Why? And, you know, I didn't know. I didn't think because when you're little, you just are what you are, right? You look like what you look like. You don't think anything of it. And then it takes that one person to plant that first seed and say with your big lips as the end of a sentence. And it's like, Wait a minute, my lips are big? What does that mean? I didn't know I had full <laughs> like what, what does that even mean? Right. And then that's when the comparisons start. And you start looking around and start looking at everyone else and you know, just comparing yourself to everyone. And so I spent so much of my I was in a debutante at 13, I'll never forget. And there were baton twirlers and you know, singers and piano players. And I had taken piano, but Lord knows I was <laughs> off at it. And, you know, I was like, I can't do that. I had played the violin for two years. You couldn't tell it was two years. It was awful. Like, you know, I had done these different things, but outside of sports, I never really felt like I excelled at anything. And so I got to this debutante at 13 and I'm like, I don't have a talent. And that talent show. Talk about sleepless nights. That talent show, girl, kept me up at night. I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't have a talent. Yes, I have good grades. You know, I already didn't feel that beautiful. So there was all these things going through my mind. And finally I said, I'll just, I'll have to just say a speech. Like, you know, I don't know. And I did a speech and got a standing ovation.
0: Wow.
1: And (laughs) even in that moment, I could not receive it. I thought that they were just being nice because I didn't have any real talent would never it never dawned on me that two decades later that would be my life right. is speaking on stages in front of thousands of people and getting standing up. that never even occurred to me and so when i look at who i am at 38 first of all i'm so grateful i'm so grateful that i didn't give up mm. and i'm so grateful For my faith and that I was able to keep pushing forward because there were so many times that I just compared myself from the time I was a little girl, you know, up until I mean, it's things still happen now where you compare and you doubt and you're like, well, wait a minute. Well, how come this happened for her? What did I do? You know, but now I have more of the tools to get through it and to push through it and overcome it. But man. Oh, I'm grateful to be at this place where I can look back and if I could speak to my younger self, say, girl, you got it. You were born with it. God is already giving you everything that you need to be successful in your lane, in your way, in your space. So don't waste a moment of time looking to the left. Don't waste a moment of time looking to the right. All you have to do is sit down every day and look within and look up to where your help comes from. And you will be fine. Right. Right. And man, I wish I would have known that 30 years ago, but it's okay. It's cool. I know it now. And that's what I try to live by now. And the other part of what I really am focused focused on at this season of my life is enjoying the journey. Because I also, because of all the insecurity with so many other things, Shirley, I also became um, addicted to achievement. Mm -hmm. because that was where I got validation. Right. And that was where people did give me the nod and did say, Oh, well, you're smart. You know? So I was the smart girl in the click, you know, I was the smart girl in the group and I really capitalized on being smart, but then I would become what you would call a do too -er. (laughs) mucher, you know? So the project calls for, you know, 20 pages. So I write 25. Right. Or it calls for, you know, building a little model of something and I build a skyscraper or, it calls, you know, so my I was always the over, over, overachiever. And then it would cause me to not ever stop and celebrate because I kept having to look for the next high to be fulfilled. Yes. And at this stage, I'm really learning to enjoy the journey. And that's not easy.
0: no. Well it sounds well, you're saying it became um a way that you validated yourself, it became your pattern, so it's very hard to break the pattern, you know, because but the difference is now you can intervene the pattern, so our patterns may never be fully broken. It's mm-hmm. our ability to to in knowing ourselves, the more we know ourselves, the more we can intervene the patterns that don't serve us.
1: I mean, to that point of intervening, one of the
0: interventions that I have to do on myself often
1: is just saying, stop, you know, like something happens right now. I'm in a a real estate transaction and it's totally like a blessing. It doesn't even make sense how I got into this transaction. So I've been telling my husband, I want to enjoy every moment of this. So anything that happens, things that are normal part of a transaction, I'll call him and I'll be like, now let me tell you about God. Let me tell you about how, right like, so, so that I'm not just skating through trying to get to the close of escrow. I'm really celebrating every small step, every little win on the path there, because I want to see it. I want to feel it. I want to let it land and not just scurry on to the next thing, get it closed. Yay. Okay. And now I got to renovate right. and now I got to do this. It's like, no, take a break, take a breath, take a break and i may be driving him crazy i'm not sure but i don't care between <laughs> him and my mom somebody's got to hear it <laughs> cuz i'm notorious for starting and then no one ever hears anything until the end right right so they'll hear that i got i did something and then there's nothing and then it, and then it makes people think that things come easy for you
0: right and um, that you don't have to struggle that is and you don't
1: have to challenge Because we celebrate the end result and we never stop to celebrate any of the smaller things on the way. Exactly. That is so good. Without the smaller stuff. So celebrate it all. And that's where I am right now.
0: I'm like, I want to celebrate it all. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. I can really see how that you that kind of when you're just beavering away and then you kind of go at the end Ta-da! and that is, you make it look so easy and so simple and so straightforward and you don't, no one knows what it's taken from you to produce that result. And so the other thing that it does, it also gives other people a gift to say, if you want this, you, this is what it takes too. you know, it's, 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 it's not just this like this magic at the end. And it doesn't mean that there's not magic in it. The work, you know, the work and the, the hard graft and whatever the intention, the moments where you had to trust yourself when the situation doesn't really look like you should, you know. <laughs> so it really, it's helpful for you to celebrate and it's important to celebrate. And, but it also teaches other people around you about what is taken from you. Then you make it look so easy that people think, oh, well, she's just like, she's just like, oh, she's got a new property. Okay.
1: No, that there are so many steps. And I think not being transparent about what happens in the middle, because at the end of the day, people are watching. It doesn't matter who you are and what your platform is. If your platform is just your local family, or if it is some bigger thing, right. people are always watching. And when we are not transparent about what happens in the middle, what, what I've realized is that, it causes other people to believe that they can skip steps, right? Because they're like, I just need pretty pictures. Oh, all I need is a nice website. Oh, all I need. And it's like, you know that there's a million and two other things going on behind the scenes, right? But it's like, no, how would you know? Because if you don't see any of the other stuff, and if people don't talk about any of the other stuff, you don't know. So your assumption. Is All I have to do are these three things I could see. But for every one thing you see guaranteed, there's probably 50 things going on behind the scenes. Right. Those are the things that create those smaller wins. Right. Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, that get the big thing. So for me, it's like a personal finance author. Let's say people I say, OK, I'm going to write a book and then they see a book. Right. And then they're like, oh, you were on the bookshelves in Barnes and Noble. And so I like, yeah, I just need to write. And then it's like there are so many other things that had to happen behind the scenes in order to bring that to fruition. And the crazy thing is, it's not even busy work. It's the hard work of working on you.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, I credit so much to therapy. I credit so much to journaling, to meditation, to reading, to listening to podcasts, to my faith, Mm -hmm. to praying. Like there's so many other things that happen uh, in order to produce the results you see. You can't just throw a website up and think that, oh, okay, everyone's going to come. No. Like people have gotten that
0: builded and they will come way
1: twisted. (laughs) That's
0: right. Build of Dreams has got a lot to answer for with that so whilst there is an element of creating faith and trust uh-huh. it does you do have to look at the the detail as you say of the work that it takes to produce and I always think of like you know I loved what you said you know for every one photo that I've got on Instagram is usually just, it's just the snapshot. And why you haven't seen me is because I'm like working for client or I'm you know, like, hello, I'm like running around, getting on the next flight. Oh my God, I haven't posted anything, but you're right. It just doesn't reflect the true nature of what it's taking to do what I'm doing and for you do what you do. And that even before I'm gonna write a book, there's all the years, the years of work that you have done to get the expertise before you can even begin to write the book. You uh-huh. know? So that wasn't even, we're not even talking about the process of writing. There's all that, that happened before every, every conversation, every piece of work you've done, every, every video you put out, like every piece of research that you have read, every piece of right. studying you have done, like all of it, before you can even say, I'm gonna write the book. And then you're yeah. writing the book. So it's it's a reflection of your expertise in it, but it's not it. <laughs> you know what I it's, mean?
1: It's not it's not it at all. There's so much work that goes on behind the scenes. And I think that's why, you know, investing in yourself is so important because you invest in yourself and get coaching and mentoring so you can understand what happens behind the black curtain. Yeah. Right. So everyone is putting on a show. That's our job, right? right? It doesn't matter who you are and what you do. At the end of the day, you still are a marketer because you have to show up and attract people into your world, right? right? In order for them to understand your message and be indoctrinated with, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to share. But that's on stage. And then there's behind the black curtain. the work goes on, you know what I'm saying? Where there's other people, there's stage hands, there's stage managers, there's yeah. like all kinds of folk, wardrobe folks. There's all kinds of people in the background helping to create. And even when you start out and, and you're all of those hats, <laughs> still, you're not talking about all of those hats, you know? Like, yeah. so there's just so much going on that we just take for granted. And I believe in investing in, Coaching or mentorship or something in order to learn what the heck happens back there. I consider myself to be a spirit-led entrepreneur. Mm. You know, something will drop in my spirit and and just you know speak to me so loudly that I can't help but go in that direction. Right. I'm like, are you? Is that what I'm supposed? <laughs> to? That's how I started a podcast. I wasn't supposed to be starting a podcast at the time. That was not the plan, right? right? That was not my 2017 things to do this year, <laughs> and. It came up. It was in my spirit so heavy. I got the support from our dear friend, Vernon. who we, you know,
0: Big shout out to Vernon Ross.
1: Shout out to Vernon Ross. And, you know, and Vernon supported me. And I turned that thing around in three weeks. And so here we are now, yeah. you know, a year and a half or so later. Right. But I tell people I'm spirit led, but that does not negate the need for systems and strategies. <laughs> and some people will be spirit led and think that that means it's okay to move very in a chaotic way. And, Oh, I'm just going with the flow. Mm -hmm. And so now you're driving yourself crazy. You're driving your team members, crazy, your, your third party vendors, whomever works with you. People want to support you and they are okay with you being spirit led, but you need to put systems to that, (laughs) you know, like you need to put strategies in order for you to execute what the spirit has revealed to you. You don't say, well, I'm spirit led and now I'm just going to like run amok.
0: No.
1: Because nobody wants to get behind that and nobody wants to, you know, come join you on your crazy adventure, <laughs> you know, like, some people do, right. But people who are quality at what they do, they, they don't have time for that. Yeah, They need some systems and some structure. And so, um, be spirit led all you want. Yeah. But
0: don't think that means you can skip steps and negate strategy. No the spirit is the insight and the guide. Mm -hmm. And then that still guides you. But there is, and then there's what's happening in reality. So there's times where you're just taking action and then something shows up and you think, huh, look how easy that was. (laughs) I didn't even know, I thought I was going to have to really work to cause that one. Yeah. And that's when I think I'm in flow. That's when I think the universe is intervening to just help me along. that's when I think I'm being supported. Um, Like, you know, but it doesn't stop me from me. I then don't say, well, I don't need to do anything now. No, no, no. You just keep it moving.
1: You you have to keep it moving. I always say too, I believe that you have to give God something to bless. Like, you know, in my community, which is very faith driven, uh, I hear a lot of like, well, I'm just waiting on God, just waiting on the, waiting on God, waiting on this, waiting on that. And I'm like, so you already have the vision. So you, so you believe that you've been called to do something. Right. And now what you're saying is you're waiting on God to do what else? I believe that you give God something to bless. You right. do all that you know how to do. And then you stand because when God sees what you're working on, then he knows what you're waiting on. He knows yeah, what you need. I love
0: it. I love that. When you say <laughs> that, yeah. He knows
1: what, He knows what you need next but how do you get to the next if you don't do the work like i just posted recently on instagram like affirmations work i am all of these things claim your i am and then add some action yeah you still have to put the work in and you know when people have asked me you know what do you think drives your success Mm -hmm. i put in work one thing that i learned from all the stuff I went through as a younger, as a younger person, like I said, now I went to now I've gone overboard on some of the achievement right. stuff. I'm not gonna lie, right? But I did learn that you could be more talented than me. You might be a better speaker, you might be a better podcaster, mm-hmm. you may be a better author, you may be a better lot of things, but you can't outwork me. That's what you won't do. Right. And the thing is, it's not because I work all day and all night, because I don't. But I do plan and I do work my plan. Yes. And I think what happens to a lot of us back to being spirit led and then there's no systems, there's no structure, there's no strategy is that we keep moving all over and going from place to place. And then you have people like me who lock in on that thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we are relentless about the execution to right. get that thing done. Right. Flexible because I believe in divine appointments and connections. And so people are attracted into my space yeah. once I get going. And so if I learn something new, I'm not, I'm not too proud to pivot. I'm, I'm, I'm good and flexible. You know, I always say I am, I got this from Lisa Nichols. I am committed to the vision, but not attached to how I get there. Yes. Yeah. The difference between
0: commitment and attachment. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Commit to the vision. I'm not attached to how I get there, but I understand the importance of having a framework and then working that framework, like, you know, with relentless ex- execution, but still allowing space to be flexible. Yeah.
0: yeah. But
1: not scattering my efforts. And I used to do that. Right. I used to scatter the efforts. I would do a little of this, a little of that, a little of this, a little of that and give everyone my my 50 percent. When I'm like, what if I just put that together and gave one thing 300 percent?
0: Exactly.
1: Went all in. Exactly. And I believe that. A lot of the success that I have achieved comes from that type of relentless focus and allowing the spirit to speak to me about what I should do. And then even giving me the guidance when something comes along and it sounds good and it looks good, but it doesn't feel in alignment with with, you know, it looks good on paper and it may be, you know, financially beneficial, but I'm always kind of checking in with how does this feel in my spirit? Like, how does this feel in my soul? Is this truly in alignment? And for no money, you know, my thing is chase purpose, not money. So, yeah. you know, for no money, will I um, step away from that? Or, you know, I have said no. I replied to emails so quickly with a no when something was not in my spirit. And they're like, did you want a night to think about it? Uh, uh-uh, I said no. what I said.
0: <laughs> well there's also about so you, you when you're so focused on what your purpose is when you're focused on what you're working you know I always say there's lots of great things that are happening out in the world and you can participate in all of those things you know like as a possibility but yeah. it what you ought to be working on given what your your purpose is or what your intention is and so I know that I can get a request to do something, and I thought, well, that's really interesting, but it's not my interesting, you know. Yeah, it's someone else's interesting, and and as much as they, it might be a good idea for them for me to participate, is <laughs> not a good idea for me given what I'm working on, you know. That is so key. I think especially for women entrepreneurs,
1: because a lot of times we get very excited to be invited to the table.
0: Yeah.
1: What if it's just not your table? Exactly. <laughs> like it's not the table that you were meant to be at. Like that table was not set for you. And and sometimes we feel obligated because someone invited that we must answer. And sometimes people attempt to make you feel that way. Right. You know, be like, "Well, I invited you and I okay, and I an invite gives me the opportunity to accept or decline." Yeah, exactly because you invited me to something that does not mean I must attend. And that is for business or to show up for a podcast or anything. I get dozens of podcast invitations every day. They're not all in alignment right. and I, I don't want to, and I don't always have the time to, and it's, you know, I, I can, I have the freedom and the flexibility to pick and choose what I want to do. Right. And where I want to, if you look up my name and you pull up any conversation that I've had, I want you to have a good experience of who I really am. Right. And so I choose conversations that allow me to be all of me. People who want me to get on their show and fit into their box, that's not going to happen. And this it's a no. And I don't care how many downloads you have. I don't care how many millions of listeners. I don't right. care how much you have going on on Instagram. That's all beautiful. That's wonderful, and I am sincerely happy for you. But just because you gave an invite, I have the right to accept or decline. And right. I think as women entrepreneurs, we have got to stop being okay with being invited to the table. Yes. Every okay,
0: <laughs> and that comes from fear that you won't be invited to any table if you say no, or fear that you won't be. You really comes from a scarce mentality, you know. So really, uh-huh. tr- versus trusting that when you stay focused you will show up at the place that you're meant to be you know and it isn't always it isn't always an immediate result you know it's the other it takes for every every the series of actions that it takes for you to get to where you want to be you know Mm -hmm. sometimes we want a more immediate result and it isn't it just isn't like that you know like it's just not like that, you know, it's just not, you know, uh-huh. so particularly when you are wanting to break through in an area where you are outside of the norm. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that sometimes we have moments where we it is when this is where the magic happens You think, oh yeah, wow, that's faster as we talked about, but it takes a lot of work to get to that table that you're where you've yeah. got your sights on or where you, the breakthrough that you want to cause. Um, and so if I take my time going in the opposite direction, then I'm I'm moving away from the task or the action or the flow that, that is in the direction that I want to be in.
1: That And that is what I meant by the relentless execution piece, mm-hmm. because in order to execute relentlessly on whatever vision you have for right now, that requires you being more selective about your yes. Right. You can't move forward on that thing with such vigor and just complete uninterrupted focus if you keep saying yes to everything just because it's convenient for someone else for you to say yes. Mm -hmm. But is it convenient for what you're working on? Is it actually in alignment? Is it actually going to help you get there any sooner, quicker, faster? And like you said, the answer is no then it's a no. And it might not be a no forever, but maybe it's a no right now. Yes. Sometimes I have seasons where I just won't do any interviews, you know, in the next few months here, I'm not going to do any interviews. I'm going to push everyone to wait until I have my book launch because one, I need to focus and finish the freaking book. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't write the book and interview all day. Right. And then two, there will be a reason for those interviews yes. as to being great for one side, it will be a win win for both of us right. because I also get to share about the next book. Right. And so that comes from, again, spirit led, but structure, yeah, spirit, and, mm-hmm. and some strategy, right? And just, and I don't want people to think that you have to get to some certain level of success to start implementing these things, right? Mm-hmm. It goes back to what you said about um, making decisions essentially rooted in fear that well I won't be invited again or they'll think that I'm being a B I T C H or they'll think that I am being a bitch, or they will think that i do not want to play and work with other people or they'll think this and and you know how we are. We'll create a whole Story. scenario. Where people will be like, oh okay. And we're like, oh wow, I pined over that email for a whole hour. That was pointless, right? <laughs> They're like, oh I got it, sure. I'll follow back, I'll follow back up like right. later. Right. You know? Um it's really just about Understanding that as early in your journey as you can, that your yes means a lot. It doesn't matter. And, and, and you know, when you're starting out, people are like, well, you need to be everywhere and you, do, you need to do everything. Mm-hmm. I think that that's very dangerous. I think if you start out with that, you know, start out how you want to end up. I see people now who are further along in their careers, um, people that I've watched for a long time and they still move with the same busyness as they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. And that bothers me. (laughs) Now to each his own, you know, and that whatever. But I feel like at some point, you should be able to pick and choose what things are a fit for you. And when I see someone who has done so much and gotten, you know, I mean, just mind blowing success and then they're still thinking, I got to go to every invite that comes to me. I say, that's someone who started out with be everywhere, do everything, be accessible to all. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that any woman can do that for 10, 15, 20, 25 years and it not be to the detriment of some other part of her life. Right. right. And for me with redefining wealth, I always say that as much as I and focused on wealth building, I will not forsake my well-being in the process. Right. And there are other areas of my life that must be nurtured in order for me to have fulfillment so that I don't feel like I have to go chase the validation of having more and more money. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I was thinking about as you were sharing that example in that you know, we we started earlier on talking about our inner work and the work that we need to do, and that's ongoing because when we go into newer spaces, in in, in actual fact, it can bring up for us those questions of validation even more. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so when we are, when our confidence isn't as there as it is when we're in places that we're comfortable So when Uh we go into places of discomfort, we're more likely to question, we're more likely to challenge, we're more likely to. And so it really, you have to continue to do the work. You know, you have to continue to question, to think, to reflect, to review, to journal, to pray, to whatever it is that you need to do. Because when you are creating big gains for yourself, know that you will go into spaces that will challenge you (laughs) in a way that unless you've got your structure set up to support yourself, you you know it will eat you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know. So yeah. when you talk about that, that kind of like frantically moving is that have they slowed down enough to to say what who am I and what am I doing?
1: At every level, there's stuff to learn. At every level, you just keep learning more and more about yourself. The work is never complete. <laughs> no. Never complete. As soon as I feel like really healed in one area, there's something else that like brings up something. And I'm like, wow, what is that? Like, where did that come from? Or what triggered that feeling or that emotion? And then there's just something else to unpack. There's something else to do, but it's not done randomly. It's done with intention, right? right? I believe that you set your life up to support that type of ongoing, development so even if it's you said you read a lot of books like carving out the time because what i hear so often is well i don't have time to do that if i'm working on my business or i don't have time to do that if i'm building my career it's like you don't have time to get to know you right above all else and everyone else you don't have time to get to know you like if you don't know anything about anyone else in this world you better know you exactly Because that's the only way that you can teach other people how to see you and treat you. And until I started to get to know myself, oh, my gosh, back to things I wish I knew as a young woman, I went through seasons of promiscuity in my teens that, oh, my gosh. I'm talking about boys who shouldn't have even been in my (laughs) (laughs) even know my name much less my phone number or much less be able to look at me today on tv and tell their friend at the barbershop oh I did you know the thought of that right Right. seriously and I'm like wow I wish that someone would have just talked to me sooner and said get to know you because now that I know who I am like oh my gosh you can't Men who try to flirt with me, obviously I'm a married woman almost yeah. 12 years now, but you know how it is, Shirley, you're out and about, you're minding your business. Right. You know, a man try to flirt with me, I'm like, thank thank you, very, thank you so much, right. like beat it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, they have a little game, I have my little, my little quick response, but that I know who I am. Yeah. So you can't even dangle any foolishness in front of me. I don't care how sexy it is. I don't care how much money it has. I don't care how good it smells. I, I don't care <laughs> about any of that because right. a lot of times when we fall into different things, it's because really we don't respect ourselves. And yes. we didn't, we don't. Know who we are, we don't know who we are. Right. And so there's all these little traps around us, right. That are set up. There's folks around who are looking to find those little openings where you may be dealing with some level of insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes even in those scenarios and in this, and I use that, I don't even know why I brought up that example just came to me, but like any things that happen, even Mm -hmm. people who try to challenge you in the workplace or, you know, bring up different things. It's an opportunity for you to just not so much be worried about dealing with them, as much as it is knowing who you are are. and then teaching them how they get to deal with you.
0: Exactly.
1: I remember being younger and knowing that I should not be in a space with certain people, Mm -hmm. knowing that these people were not going to be a part of my destiny. Like these relationships, first of all, I shouldn't have had, but then really where were they going to take me? Like, and knowing, but not having the confidence to say, I'm not even going to show up and tolerate this. Right. Like, I'm not even going to just sit here. And it still happens to this day, right? You get invited to things for your children's school or, the, you know, these different mom groups and stuff. And I know, like, it only took me a couple of times. I don't want to be in a clique of moms at the school. Right. I'm not a clique person, right. you, know? you know? And so years ago, I would have felt like, oh, I don't want this. I don't want that. I, but I've done so much work that I can say no and leave people with their dignity intact yes. and not yes else on them but it's about me and i get to again accept or decline the invitation right. i get to do that in every area of my life right. but you don't know that until you are willing to carve out the time to work on you yeah. i spend the first hour hour and a half of the day on me before i respond to someone's email before I get on an interview, before I start writing, before I do this or do that, I'm prayer, meditation, journaling, working out. Like, first hour and a half or two is all about me. And working out for me is big for me. You know, we have fit pillar at redefining wealth. Yeah. And I believe becoming your best self. And one of those things was about telling myself a new story. I got, I'm probably in better health in my thirties than I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. And not because I ever quote unquote looked unhealthy, but I was unhealthy.
0: Live, <laughs> when you can't yeah, you live walk, you can live unhealthy and not look unhealthy. Oh right? yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely.
1: And so now when I work out it's it's more of like I say to myself, Shirley, you did that. Look at you taking care of you. <laughs> look at you putting you first. It's the- <laughs> myself up. Look at you taking yeah. care of you. Acknowledging your temple, the only temple that you get. Right. This is it. Right. I get one body. And if I'm saying that God gave me this vision, then it is my duty here in reality. It's my duty and my responsibility to protect the one and only vessel needed to execute that vision.
0: Yeah.
1: It's my responsibility. And so, no, I don't work out at night because I'm not an afterthought. Now I know for some people that's good and it works and sometimes I do it if if my schedule absolutely, you know, necessitates that. Mm -hmm. But I put it at the front of the day because I want to put mind, body, spirit, like that for me comes first and then everything else has to fill in. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the busyness of life that we do everything else first and then we try to figure out where we put ourselves in.
0: No, I hope that you've been inspired to shift gears in your own life. As you know, I love this interview, and so the thing that struck me in this is about the the whole conversation around spirit led and structure. I am all about. <laughs> I'm all about it. You know, I talk about it in a different way with my clients. I'm talking about having grounded possibilities. You know. But that kind of thing where we are led by something that's bigger than us, which is our purpose, connected to that higher being, whatever that is for you. And at the same time, you still have to get to work. There's still action to be taken. There are things that you have to do in order to get the results that you want in life. You know, so... I love, 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 love that. You know, there's so much clarity in the way that Patrice shares. this, It's really grounded. There's so much integrity in what she speaks about as her, some of the boundaries that she has in how she operates and what she does. There's so much to learn and, and apply. Love, love, love it. Love, love, love it. So um, look out for the next episode of Patrice and let me know what you're getting from this episode, let me know, you know, I, you know, I love to hear from you, contact me through my Instagram, you can direct message me, you can go to the She's Got Drive Facebook page as well, and put a message there, um, you know, you can set contact me through my website, com forward slash contact me, you know, connect with me, let me know what you're getting, let me know how you're doing for your reviews as well, and don't forget, to sign up for that my free live masterclass at shirleymccalpine.com forward slash masterclass she's got drive is produced by cassandra voltolina the music is by the awesome or female band blonde the song is called circles thank you so much for listening until next time go well and stay well